As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hey, it's Adam Hogue. So sometimes you record a podcast and you break a whole game down and then something happens right when you get done with the podcast that changes the whole thing. And that's what happened today with Justin Fields going on the reserve COVID-19 list. What a fitting way to end this 2021 Chicago Bears season. So there's still a small chance he could clear the protocols and play Sunday in Minneapolis. Considering that you have to be symptomatic to even test positive now with the or you know, go through the testing process with the way the NFL has us now. That seems like unlikely he would be asymptomatic and be cleared by Sunday. I guess it's possible, but there's a good chance Andy Dalton's going to be starting for the Chicago Bears this week. So we just did a whole episode on uh, debating whether or not Justin Fields even should play in this game. I think that that's still relevant, the conversation whether or not he should have played or not played. If you're on the side of he shouldn't have played, well, then, hey, look, uh, maybe it works out for you here. We still talk about that here. We're going to leave that all on the podcast. And then, you know, to be honest, the way we previewed things and made our predictions, um, you know, some of this is going to sound like it doesn't apply anymore. But i got to be honest, I don't know that my prediction changes a whole lot with Andy Dalton playing. Um, We talked about passing yards and passing touchdowns. Uh, Andy Dalton's probably not going to run for any touchdowns like Justin Fields may have, but I really don't know that a whole lot changes. And quite frankly, we're all trying to get to next week anyway, right, Uh, with all the news. So instead of re-recording the whole thing, here's the podcast. We apologize that Justin Fields is not playing anymore, uh, but I think you'll still enjoy a lot of this conversation. And uh, we will be there Sunday with a post-game episode after the Bears and Vikings. Here's the podcast. It's Hogan Johns. Starts off with the very first play. Here they come, football is loose. Bears recover inside the 10. You know, and then for the offense to score. Here they give is taken by Montgomery. And how about this start for the Bears? From NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Hogue. Perfection. And from The Athletic. It's Adam Johns. You're incredible. The turnovers really jumped out. It's deflected and picked off. It's Deshaun Gibson. Blending football is loose. Who's got it? And Chicago has recovered. That defense just really balled out. They, they played hard. It's the Adams. The Adams converge. Hogan Johns. That's what we're here for, guys, to win. What's up? Welcome in. Hogan Johns back with you. Week 18. There's still a game to preview. Doesn't it sound thing- weird? Week 18? Well, there was a week 18 last year. Which one? The one the Bears played the Saints in that wasn't really a playoff game. I mean, it was a playoff game, but it wasn't really because the Bears didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. You're just being a smart aleck, but I know what you're saying. Well, yeah, that's what we do here. (laughs) I don't like the sound of week 18. You got to get used to it. Yes, you do. It's not going anywhere. Pretty soon, there'll be a week 19. (laughs) Who needs a preseason? And then the Super Bowl will be played in April. And, I'm actually uh, on board with that, but it opens up a whole range of different cities to host. But yeah, the Bears could probably host. But the I'm Super kidding. Bowl in April, maybe be very hit or miss. It'll very either rainy. be eighty degrees or it'll be snowing. <laughs> Monsoon, because that's April, my birthday month. Uh, I've experienced it all on my birthday. 
All right, welcome in. Uh, we are back with you. We apologize. We ended up not doing an episode, a midweek episode this week with everything going on with JD's funeral and uh, just quite frankly, weren't up to doing it. We were pushed it back to Wednesday originally and then we're just like, you know what? Not important enough. We apologize. It just, there. What is? we got to get to next week, first of all, anyway, like with the bear stuff. There is a game to preview. We're here to do that. We're going to have fun today. And we, and more than anything, we just appreciate everyone sticking with us and uh, understanding and all the support that you guys have, have uh, put out for, for everyone, including most importantly, JD's family. I, I know, I know we all appreciate that. Got the JD sweatshirt on today. If you're Those watching on YouTube. Um, so you can, these are still available. Obviousshirts.com. Go ahead and order it. A hundred percent of the proceeds goes towards Parker's fund. Um, Which is amazing, by the way. Yeah. Shout out to them. Again. Yeah, no. I, I mentioned it on Sunday. It's a lot of work. Uh, they still got to get all, everything out, and it's an incredible donation by uh, Joe and everyone at Obvious Shirts. So um, check it out. They also got the sweet little thing on the sleeve, Jeff Chickerson. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, check it out. Hogan John's on YouTube. Johns has got the, uh, the Hogan John's winter hat on. Which you can also buy. We'll see how long I can wear it. It's hot in the house. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to get the trucker hat, which I have. Actually, I have it right here. Wow, that's convenient. That was actually not planned. But Put her on. The, the sweet trucker hat. Sharp. So uh, those are available to obviousshirts.com. All right. So uh, Bears, Vikings, Last game of the season, we are certainly used to that, making the trip up to Minneapolis in the uh, glorious month of January. I think the high on Sunday is one degree, which is uh, why they put a roof on that stadium, thank God. (laughs) It's only eight here in Chicago this morning. Right. It's cold and it's winter, so um, yeah, it'll be another nice, cozy game inside U.S. Bank Stadium with nothing on the line and an impending coach getting fired now correct me if i'm wrong so even if the bears and vikings say the bears win and they finish with the same record that would be seven and ten right yeah the vikings still hold the second place tiebreaker in the division correct yeah i believe so i went through this and put this in my 10 bears things on monday i was looking at you go through a long list of tiebreakers within the division i got i got pretty far down the list i feel like they've added some I know. Well, now there's common opponents, which I think was added because of, um, you know, this extra game you have. Maybe it was already in there, but it's even more important now that you have this extra game against an AF, extra AFC team that you wouldn't have normally had. So um, regardless, it kept going down, kept going down, kept going down. And I'm like, oh, they're tied in every single one. And then I got to strength of victory, which the Vikings have a much better uh, strength of victory. So they beat the um, Packers. Yeah. Small chance I'm still wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's no way that the Bears can win that tiebreaker, which really only matters for scheduling purposes. Um, and so, again, I had this in my column, but off the top of my head, the Bears will host um, the Houston Texans and the San Francisco 49ers next year due to finishing in third place. And then the other game, the road game, will be decided by the loser of the Saints-Falcons game on Sunday. So if you want another game to pay attention to, Saints, Falcons, whoever loses that game, the Bears will will play next year. So I know Johnsy's rooting for that New Orleans trip. So you are a Absolutely. big Falcons fan this weekend. Absolutely. Yes. 100%. Go, go um, Dave Ragone and Cordell Patterson. <laughs> go go get me. Uh, welcome in, Hogan Johns. At, uh, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Read us at NBCSportsChicago.com. That's me, Johnsies, at TheAthletic.com slash Hogan Johns, where you go to subscribe. Um, another week, another rumor. Matt Nagy had to defend this one. I mean, this one this week kind of seems a little silly because it's just a few days away from the season being over, but... Um, Still interesting. Boomer Siasen came out yesterday on a Wednesday morning and said Matt Nagy's already been told he's getting fired. We're doing that whole thing again. Um, had to ask Nagy about it in the press conference. He handled it well. He actually was a very strong denial, I have to say. Like, he could have just kind of glossed over it, moved on, and then maybe you wouldn't have believed him. But the way he denied it was pretty strong. He almost seemed to imply that, you know, Boomer Siasen has his phone number. 
So why don't you yeah. just call and ask me? Like that's the the impression I got. Yeah, you're probably right. Like Matt Nagy's a pretty cordial guy in social league circles. Like he 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 will, he's a beer drinking football guy. He literally is a beer drinking football guy. So I imagine Boomer, at least the sense I got from Nagy, has his phone number. So just send me a text. Confirm this with me if you can. So we at least did it in the press conference and it came up and then we move on. And, um, you know, the only reason why I, I feel like it does matter. One is logistical. Like if they really had told him already that he's getting fired, then technically they could be interviewing coaches the last couple of weeks. So, now I've already I've already but who said, is doing that interviewing? Well, right. There's who that. Who is and firing also, Matt Nagy? I don't know how you could really keep that a secret because you have to inform the league that you're interviewing coaches. That's just protocol. The, all, all the other teams need to know. So I just find it hard to believe that if you're like trying to secretly, okay, Matt, you're getting fired. We're telling you this. If you want to finish out the rest of the season, you can. Now that'd we're going to secretly th- go get That'd be great. Thank you. <laughs> Now we're going to go secretly interview coaches because everyone knows we're not really prepared for this right now. We don't want it to leak. I mean, I got to say, like, it's something the Bears, if there was a team was going to try to do it, I could see it being the Bears. But I also don't know how it wouldn't have leaked out already, like, who they're interviewing. So I don't don't really buy it, is what I'm saying. Either fire the guy or you don't. You know? You don't ask him. You don't fire him. Then ask him to do you a solid. Now, Matt Nagy's a solid guy. By all accounts, maybe he'd do it. But, like, that just seems extra dysfunctional for a dysfunctional franchise. But, like you said, could happen. Who knows? But that was a strong denial by by Matt Nagy. But why does this keep coming up then? That's what's weird about it. I, I think this is my thought on it. Because Biggs I, had a thing in his story this week, too, that was like, some people believe Nagy's known since the Lions week. But it was kind of vaguely, I, I don't know. We, but it was, it was another another instance where like someone put out there that this has already been decided. I mean, it has been decided, but like the fact that he's been told. I think that's the, the difference there. There's There's expecting to be. There's believing to be. There's feeling you're going to be fired which I think everybody in the NFL expects, right? Like Matt Nagy himself may have expressed those feelings, and that's what you're hearing around the league right now. I think I'm going to be fired. I'm, I'm fired. But then there's a difference between actually sitting across from George McCaskey and him telling you, thank you for your service. Thank you for everything you've, you've done for our team. That 2018 season sure was fun. But we're going in a different direction. Like th- there's a difference between that. Yeah, that's how George operates. And then he went on to say too, Nagy did yesterday that he expects that to happen Monday, like Monday morning. Yes, that's when that's when the meetings will occur. That's when they usually do. Nothing has changed. So I just, I just, don't, I guess I just, where's this keep coming from? It's just yeah. weird that it persists. If you want my read on it again, reading the tea leaves of Matt Nagy it, it, again, he'll have that Monday meeting. And he expects to be fired in it. That's it. Yeah, I think so too. Then the bigger question becomes, what else happens that day? What do you do with Ryan Pace? I think something else happens. I'm I'm starting to feel that way too. But I don't know when it is. Does that make sense? And and I also think it might be in flux. Like, let me put it this way. Nagy might be the only thing you hear about Monday. For sure. And then maybe they come out and they say, hey, look. There's going to be a little bit of restructuring. But it might not be like specifically defined right away. And I'll tell you why. Because it might matter on who they're trying to hire. And let me just give you some hypotheticals. Okay. And this is all just speculation, but it's hypothetical just to illustrate what I'm trying to say. If you were to somehow land in a situation where you could get Sean Payton. Well, Sean Payton and Ryan Pace know each other. So that's a pairing that could continue to work. If you were, again, this is all just hypothetical. 
if you were to go after Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, I don't know this for a fact, but having looked at his tenure in San Francisco and remembering a lot of it, very, very successful. Why did it fall apart? Power struggle, right? Trent Baalke, Jim Harbaugh, Jed York, the whole thing didn't mesh together. It all fell apart. So if you're going to hire a guy like Jim Harbaugh, my guess is Jim would want to come in and have control over the roster. Don't know that for a fact, just going off of past experiences and just thinking that I don't know if that fits well with Ryan Pace. So it just what what I'm trying to say is I'm I would not surprise me if a week from now Ryan Pace has not been fired, but his future hasn't necessarily been decided completely. Does that make sense? It does. It does. What I do know, and I, I've, I have felt this way based on talking to people for a few weeks, the, the, the Bears don't want to go down that GM search path. But they just might have to. Well, they don't want to go down another head coaching I know, path I know, either. But, but, but like, I, I feel like they're different. Stop diff- I feel getting like in this position. Then. I feel like they're different ones. I feel like they're different ones because, <laughs> like, like head coaches are. It's so hard to find that head coach, and it might even be harder to find that GM. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been through this several times before, but I know maybe what I just said there's a bit convoluted, but it's. The winds of change are strong right now in Chicago, and that's just not <laughs> the cold wind that's blowing here. They're, I think they're on that path. They're looking at that path and about to take their first step toward it. Just got to get through Sunday in Minnesota where the cold winds will be blowing even colder. Just not inside. No, nice and cozy inside a great stadium, U.S. Bank Stadium. The Bears would be very fortunate if just hot f- wind from the Chicago media. See what I did there? Yes, I see. I see what you did there. The political reference, yeah. Um, so Justin Fields is going to play. I don't understand why this is a controversy. If he's healthy to play, you play him. I, I've actually been shocked by this. Why is there a pushback on this? I think. Well, let me try to articulate the other side. There is this fear, and even we'll have it covering like, "Oh, get up," because he's going to be hit. He's going to be shoved out of bounds. We know how this season has played out. Mm-hmm. Teams can take their liberties on Justin Fields. And the Vikings are one team that knows it. They did it. They did it. We all saw it, right? Yeah. They finally got penalized for it, though. So maybe it'll be finally, a little different uh, maybe, this week. Maybe. Yeah. Not, not early on. So that I think that's the concern. Is you get Matt Nagy's. Last football game is Bears coach, and you got Justin Fields going out there quarterbacking for him. And you just need to get him. Oh, I'm burping. I just burped into the mic. Wow. <laughs> That's a first. It's coffee. You need to get him through those four quarters as unscathed as possible. Yeah. He had three fractured ribs just several weeks ago. He played through that. He just said he couldn't run around or walk around last week pain-free with that rolled ankle. But he said he can now. Can now. He's going to have to run now. I just think he needs to. I, I really think he needs to. And I think some folks are. I know what you're going to say. So let me interject. I think some folks would question the value of him getting reps in Matt Nagy's offense once more since he's going to have to learn a new system next year. Yeah, to me, it's not so much about that as much as it is. Um, one, playing against a divisional opponent. A team you're going to have to play against a lot. Like Aaron Rodgers knows every single matchup, every single player, every single... Kirk Cousins does too, within the division. Okay, so it's valuable to go out there and play against, to me, especially a team of the Vikings, Lions, or Packers this week. Because these are the teams you play twice a year. You have to know inside out. Even if the Vikings end up undergoing changes, you're going to get to know the personnel. Okay, so I think that, that there's value in that. And and on top of that, I, I it's not so much playing in Matt Nagy's system as it just, this is a guy who I feel like needs to end on a high note. Like, and, and Chicago needs to see it too. 
And to me, there's nothing to lose in that regard because if he ends up having a bad game or things don't go well, which is quite frankly very possible with this offense, we see it most of the time, well, that's the same thing as where it is now. To just punt on this game and go into the offseason like, eh, I don't know how it went. Like, wasn't great. To me, I don't know that it, it's just a feeling, it's just a momentum thing. And I do think there is value in it. I see it all the time. Um, it's a little bit different, but at the college level, like to win your bowl game does carry weight sometimes going into the offseason. And I just think for, for Justin Fields, who is so used to winning and has not won a football game since early October, he's 2-8 and eight as a starter. Not really much to his fault, but that's just the reality I think this is a winnable game for the Bears against a divisional opponent that he needs to get reps against. And to go out there, it's there's not much to lose except, and there's always that except, a catastrophic injury that affects next season. But that could be in any game. So I, I, I can't live in fear of that. If he bangs up his ankle again or he breaks a rib again, like, cool, he's got a couple months off. Everything's fine. Um... So I think there's way more to gain than there is to lose by playing him this week. I'm done playing devil's advocate. Um, I actually side more with you. I, I, I am fearful of that catastrophic injury just because it's the Bears, man. There's bad luck. It's how the bounces roll. It's, it's just the truth. You know, I think I understand where you're coming from and I actually side with it. Like what he said yesterday, I really liked. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read what he said because I think this has immense value for a guy who knows he's going to be here next year and knows he's going to be counted on to take that next step and knows he has to be a leader for this team. So here, give me give me one second. Yep. Of course, this is Justin Fields yesterday, Wednesday over Zoom. Of course, I could just sit out the last game and just get ready for next season. But every opportunity I get to play the game I love, to play the game I love, I'm going to go out and do it, especially if I can do it when we have one more. I think it's just important to show what kind of guy I, I, I am to my teammates and coaches. He also mentioned this being potentially one of his last opportunities to play with some of these current teammates. That has value in that locker room. Now, I think some people roll their eyes when conversations like this shift to intangibles because they're hard to quantify. But these are the things football evaluators evaluate. These are things that are important to quarterbacks. These are things right now that are important to Justin Fields. So they carry weight. So, yes, I understand the concern uh, of injury. I think it's it's an important concern. It's a significant concern. Significant concern. But I side with you. If he's healthy to play, play. The, the idea or the hope that he could leave with some good feelings for himself could carry weight into next season. Well, regardless, he's going to play, so it's something to watch. does make it more enticing to watch, enticing to cover. And uh, we will break down this game here in a minute. But first, we do have your voicemails from Sunday's win over the New York Giants. What a game that was. Thought the Bears are bad. The Giants are the Giants. Wow. Um, so... Here you go. Voicemails still came in. Usually we do these earlier in the week, but since we didn't have an episode earlier in the week, here they are. Your voicemails from Bears and the Giants. Hello? Do you know who this is? Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! The Hogan John's voicemail. The Hogan John's voicemail line. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. Got any questions or comments about the Bears? Give the guys a call before, after, or even during the game. Go Bears! Hogan Cat, John Bear, Bob Dabrowski is calling in from the greatest stadium in the greatest city in the greatest world in the universe, Soldiers Field, Chicago, Illinois. Boys, I just uh, wanted to take one quick second and, and uh, say that I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, I never knew J.D. personally, but I had listened to him and read him for years, and he seems like a great guy. And uh, feeling feeling for you guys and his poor kid. And um, 
it's real tough, real tough, and uh, I'm, I'm very sorry for uh, for everything that you guys are going through. But um, anyway, uh, we got the Bears here today, and uh, you know it doesn't matter if it's uh, no Justin Fields, and it's a Mike Glennon revenge game. It's not a whole lot going on. Uh, we got uh, it's like a pool sandwich versus a booger burrito. But um, hey, I feel like. Uh, you know, this could be interesting things here today. We got, um, you know, it's whatever. It's whatever. I, hopefully Justin Fields plays next week. I really don't understand what's going on with the guy. Um, I, I, I don't know if this is uh, extra caution, if it's if he's really hurt, uh, if Coach Nagy just wants to win with every other quarterback in the world other than Justin Fields. Whatever. Go Bears. Bear down. Uh, thinking of you guys, thinking of uh, the Dickerson family and, and everybody there. Uh, Bear down. Happy New Year. Let's go, Bears. Oh, John, it's a great morning and it's a great day for Cole Komet to score his freaking first touchdown today. Bear down. This shall be known as the Sean Decided. Oh, I'm the forward. Bear down. Hey, this is Vijay from India. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, huge fan of the podcast. Uh, it's halftime and 1 a.m. here. And I'm watching this boring game offensively, of course. That's the price you pay for being a Bears fan, I guess. Anywho, um, they have a comfortable lead now, but if they drop this game, that would be like a new law. Just imagine this, Glennon being benched for Trubisky, who was benched for Foles, who was benched for Dalton, and if Dalton loses this, I'm going to lose my mind. They're down. Watching a game that doesn't matter, doesn't have any bearing on next season, and the only thing I'm taking away right now is God, it must suck to be a Giants fan. Well, I have a hard truth. Our offense still sucks. Looks like the Bears are going to win. Doesn't matter. Nagy's gone. Little something for for our buddy. J.D., 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 you'll be missed every day. J.D. Go Bears. Andy Dalton just threw an interception. He could have easily had three other interceptions earlier today. He had four the last game. He stinks. He shouldn't be in there. Brian Pace actually thought this guy was worth giving $18 million to. This guy, Mike Glennon, he's awful. He looks terrible. Good win, boys, but John's so close on the Cole Komet touchdown, but so far away. Bear down. Bye. Hey, guys. It was uh, nice to see that Mike Glennon is finally earning the money the Bears gave him today. Awesome win. It was a dominant performance by Robert Quinn once again. And um, it was really nice to hear you guys talking about J.D. and uh, how much he meant to you guys. And as a Bears fan, definitely uh, very sad about it. Seemed like a real good guy and great writer. But um, nice win today, and hopefully another one next week. Bear down. I just walked about two miles in sub-zero temperatures and paid to go to a bar to watch this game. I asked myself why, and the short answer is because of guys like you and JD is the reason why I stay with this team, even when they frustrate the hell out of me in a 26-point win, which only they can do. Um, So I just want to thank you guys instead of my usual F-bomb-filled rants. Um, thanks for doing what you guys do and how you guys do it because you make seasons like this uh, bearable, pardon the pun, and uh, just can't thank you guys enough. Thanks. Well, thank you because you guys are the the reason why this thing works and is so successful. I love how our voicemails somehow always carry the right tone. Yes. Always. Like, if if they deserve to be crushed for a horrendous performance that it comes through, if they have a nice win like in Las Vegas that comes through, this time around like just hearing, okay, they won, cool, but it's like still the quarterback frustration. Mike Glennon and the course saw everyone who chimed in on JD, uh, especially um, Bobby and uh, the, you know the one at the end there too. We pre- we really do appreciate it. and uh, so thank you. Yes. Thank no. I it means a lot. So thank you. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's still tough. Uh, and it probably will continue to be. Just waking up this morning, trying to get the uh, motivation to to go through this one. But uh, that helps, and and all are. I'm glad we played those and still got those in because uh, uh, hearing stuff like that keeps us going. And uh, I know that's what JD would want us to do for sure. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. If you're like me, you believe there needs to be more stylish, functional, business, casual menswear that is both high quality and durable that can withstand your day. I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box, watching the game later with your friends, maybe getting a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces, maybe with a Hogan Johns polo or quarter zip, but they also work seamlessly together. Rowan's signature four-way stretch fabric is breathable, flexible, works everywhere from your commute to work to the 19th hole. It's time for unparalleled confidence without all the hassle. Rowan's commuter collection features wrinkle-release technology and is 100% machine washable. Looking good is that easy. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash Adam and use code Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Let's jump in. Three big questions written by our guy, Adam Johns. Three big questions. I can't do the Kevin Fishbane. That wasn't even remotely close. Well, I got I, I I feel like I got the the deeper voice of the two. Well, I'll let you guys hash that up. Three big questions. No, when he said he goes question number oh, one. Oh, it's, it's That's question, what he does. question one. Okay. Number one. Let's have some fun. Over and unders. Bears are playing Kirk Cousins, my guy. Set these, Adam. Over, under on takeaways, and over, under on sacks. Um, well, I think we set the takeaway at... Uh, so usually... These come in bunches. Yeah, usually I would just put this at, you know, a half. Um, Let's go one and a half. But I think I, I think one and a half with the way the Bears have been playing. The only reason I'm, I was kind of going the other way is because Kirk Cousins doesn't... Kirk Cousins actually protects the ball pretty well. Um, but yeah, I think one and a half, and then I, you know what, I'm gonna take the under though. I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna say the Bears get one sack strip. Sure, I mean that that seems likely the way they've been coming off the edge, especially Robert Quinn. So on sacks, let's set that at two and a half. I like, and it. that one I'll take the over. I'll take, I think I'd say three. Okay, Robert Quinn with one and a half. It'd be cool to see it, right if he gets one more, he breaks his own personal record, right? Of 19. But he's at 18 right now. Yes, he is. Yeah, so I think he would need one and a half to go to get technically over 19. But So there we go. Man, he's been good. We should also mention uh, Jeff Dickerson, good guy of the year. Robert Quinn and Tashawn Gibson. We handed those awards out yesterday um, and renamed it after Jeff Dickerson. So it's now the uh, Jeff Dickerson Good Guy Award, which goes to the player or players, as we learned this year, because we had a tie, um, who, how do we always put it in there? They, they're for, for their professionalism. 
most willing to help us do our jobs, you know, be give effort in their interviews, show up to the interviews, be there every week like they, they're supposed to be, which these days is even harder than it used to be because, um, you know, most people were supposed to talk every week back when the locker room days, and that's not the case. So, um, to Sean Gibson and Robert Quinn, both worthy. I think um, some other guys I would give a shout-out to, Jalen Johnson as well. Um, Roquan Smith for speaking after every loss, representing the defense. Roquan, Darnell Mooney has been out there. Cole Komet has been out there uh, a ton. I mean, those are those are usually the guys. David Montgomery, too. David Montgomery. Um, Can I read this quote from Robert Quinn? Oh, yes, you have to. It's the greatest acceptance speech quote of all time. <laughs> yes, and it's something for all you men out there to live by. This is Robert Quinn on well, getting the award and dealing with the media. And I quote, I've always been a quiet guy. That's just my personality. And as far as when I have to talk to the media, they say a man's got two things, and that's his words and his nuts. You don't want to lose either as a man. So I try to be as honest as I can when I talk to people. Can we? Can you got to pull that? We got to add that to the soundboard. <laughs> I'd like to see him get his hands on more balls. Oh, that's a good one. Love it, love it. All right, and then and Larry Mayer's reaction because <laughs> Larry Mayer asked a question and then he was like, "Yeah, I don't have a follow. I don't have a follow up to that yeah, one." Yeah, and that's yeah. Larry Mayer who's got a great sense of humor and is usually. Quick-witted, at least with a movie reference of some bit, you know? It's all right. Um, question two. More over-unders. Justin Fields is back, or at least we all expect him to be. All right, Adam. Set the over-under on his passing yards and his total touchdowns. Well, it's still an offense struggling to move the football. Um been better in recent weeks, so ah, two twenty-five passing yards. Still been a lot of these games where they're just not piling up the yards through the air. So I say two twenty-five, and I'd say under. Yeah, and one and a half touchdowns. Does that include rushing touchdowns? Yeah, total touchdowns. One and a half. I'm gonna say he's around two hundred passing yards. But he accounts for two touchdowns. Okay. I could see the Bears scoring three touchdowns. But wasn't it the Vikings game? They only had three points till the very end. Yeah, right? Yes. There was the Hail Mary at the end that didn't really, I'm still not convinced, was a touchdown to Jesper. Oh, that was a touchdown, yeah. Yeah. So that's why they got 10. Points How about at the they end. They played Jesper Horstead this week. He's off the reserve COVID nineteen list, right? I think they put him on IR yesterday. Oh, which I'm not really sure why. To be honest with you, uh, Bears make roster moves. Yeah, they just put him on the IR. Oh. I write about him. He gets put on the COVID nineteen list, and now he's out for good. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jesper. All right. Question three. Uh, a lot of talk in Chicago recently about MVP candidates. So, Adam, who are yours? Just give me your top three. Um, Aaron Rodgers. No. I'm kidding. Can I give you four? Okay. Tom Brady. No, don't know if you heard of him. But I think two non-quarterbacks that absolutely should be in the conversation, Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup. What Cooper Cup's done this year has been amazing. Absolutely amazing. What John, if there was a year that a quarterback shouldn't win this award, and I'm a firm believer there are years that where that happens, Jonathan Taylor, I mean, he's been unbelievable. So I think I think it's a four-horse race right there. Those, Cooper was my fourth. The three guys, Brady, Brady would be my number one, Rodgers would be number two. Okay. Uh, I could be convinced either way, really. If I had a vote, I, I would go through it. I saw some advanced metrics the other day that showed 
Tom Brady being slightly above Aaron Rodgers, but I know what Aaron Rodgers means to Green Bay because I've seen him play for 10 years. Well, so maybe I think you will have otherwise. Yeah. Maybe you will have a vote soon. Yeah. Yeah. It could happen. Um, am I next so, in line? <laughs> I don't know if you're number 51, but whoever's 51 might be getting one. Um, you know, and on that regard, we could talk about this real quick. Because I, I was on the I was on the radio last night with Hub, and Hub asked me my opinion on this. So I'll tell you I'll tell you guys exactly what I told him on the radio. Um, if for some reason you've missed this whole thing this week, Hub Arkish was on six having the score a couple days ago, and long story short, essentially said he wouldn't. He has the MVP vote. He is one of fifty voters who who vote for MVP, and he said he won't will not be voting for Aaron Rodgers because. Um, he's well. He, I mean, he said he's a bad guy, and then he referenced the vaccination stuff, and it's a whole thing that you should probably go look at yourself if you haven't heard it already, rather than me, um, repeat it all. But this is what I said to Hub, and I do believe this. Where he started to go with that, which was the idea that the personal decisions he made hurt his football team by missing a game. And they were non-competitive in that game, if you remember. Like, they had no chance with our guy Jordan Love out there. Um, I think that's a valid argument. Like, he hurt his team on the field with the choices that he made. Um, and, as I also pointed out, he also had a terrible game in week one. So, that had nothing to do with that. If we're going to look at this as you should, in my opinion, as a if you're a voter, you look at the body of the season and you say, Aaron Rodgers had two bad weeks. He was a terrible quarterback in week one against the Saints. Half of his interceptions really was just not good. Cost his team lay, whatever week that was, he missed because he was on the COVID list. And then, and that was before, by the way, before... Everybody started to get it because of this Omicron thing, which yeah, was, yeah. It was penetrating earlier, the vaccine. It, it was still, you didn't have the five-day um, return policy. Right. It was based it was on the rules. Yeah. He could, he, If he had been vaccinated, there was a chance he could have played or he would, there was a much better chance he wouldn't have gotten it. Um, so with Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins might have an argument that oh, I would have been down there anyway. You know, whatever. In, in Roger's case, it's a little bit more cut and dried that his decisions hurt his team that week. But then I said, and I said this to Hub last night on the radio, I said, Hub, this is where you lost me, though. Because in my opinion, he has done way more the rest of those weeks to overcome those two bad weeks. The level of play he's been at, what he's done on the field, that it's worth way more than the things he did to hurt his team, including that week one loss. And he's 100% in the conversation because of, of all that. So... And I think what really got him in trouble was this idea where he's like, well, he's just a bad guy. I'm not going to vote for him. And I made that decision in the offseason. And that's one viral. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's that's really and he apologized for that. Hubby came out and said that was wrong. Shouldn't have done that. And uh, he had wrote a good column. I, I recommend you check it out. Um, kind of explaining the whole thing. So he, good for him for owning it, too. Um but that's where I am on that. I'm like, yeah, I totally agree with you that like his decisions hurt his team. And that should count in the MVP conversation but it should also count that he's been damn good the other 15 games well 14 games because he's probably not gonna play this week so um anyway that's where i am on that i don't know if you want to chime in or not um the only thought i i had on this is you know you always look at the best teams right and you just look at the the tennessee titans and to see what they've done without who would have been their MVP candidate and running back Derrick Henry, right? Out yeah. the majority of the season, just came back, right? And just, like, wow. Like, there's MVPs, and then there's coaches of the year. And I don't know if Mike Vrabel is getting enough... If I don't think there's enough conversation about him being in that picture right now, right? Like he, he's He's my coach of the year. He should be the coach of the year. He yeah. loses one of the top players in the league... Ryan Tannehill has a mediocre season. A.J. Brown, his outstanding receiver, he's been out for a bit. He was missed. And here they are, currently, as we talk, on the 6th 
of January. They're the number one seed in the AFC. Like, how about that? That's, I mean, that is an impressive coaching job that I have seen in, in a long, long time. Totally agree. Totally agree. And, and that would, and we do get votes for this for P- the PFWA awards. That that will be my vote. Unlike the MVP, I think we're allowed to talk about that. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> I don't know. Like in terms of the MVP, I just look. Brady leads the league in passing yards. He's going to have like five thousand after this week if if he plays. I mean, they, there's some meaning for them, right? Well, and that was the thing I saw. They put the graphic up last week. I forget which game it was, but they were showing Aaron Rodgers' season and they compared it to Brady. And I didn't even realize Brady has a thousand more yards than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, he's got more touchdown passes. Um, so, statistically, he, he probably has a better case than Rodgers. Yep. Um. So, still a darn good team. Obviously. Can I call Aaron Rodgers out for one thing though? Go ahead. You know, if if he, if he and he had a right to be upset, and you know, it was good. It was good. Uh, good TV and good uh, content, as we would say. Uh, oh, if his, you ever, whenever you call somebody a bum, yeah, that's that's gonna go viral too. <laughs> yeah, look, if he wants to call Hub a bum, fine. Uh, he has a right to be upset. But where he where now he lost me is don't come out here and be like, no one's ever heard of Hub Arkish. Who's this guy? No one's ever... Hub Arkish is a legend, all right? This guy was... was he Actually, if we're being honest, like you could write a book about Hub and realize that some of the work that they were doing early in the draft days, right, in Pro Football Weekly and the influence that they had on the league is a, a big reason why the league is what it is these days. So don't come out here and be like, well, we've never had a conversation. He doesn't know me. Then you can't follow that up by being like, who's Hub Arkish? You should Aaron Rodgers should know who Hub Arkish is. If not for nothing else, he's good friends with Wayne Larravee. Yeah, yeah. And there there's a reason he has one of the 50 votes. Yes. Of the the many, many NFL writers, the all pro voters. There's only 50 of them. And, you know, I think it's the same thing, right? It's the same. Um, the MVP voters are the same as the all-pro voters. Um, someone could correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm sure that's how it works. I think, like, I think so. You and I don't have that. We don't have the years put in that Hub Arkish has. We don't. And so that, 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 that part bothered me just a little bit. So I had to call Aaron Rodgers out for that. Now, if he wants to come out now and call me a bump for that and say, who's Adam Hogue? I'm cool with that. That's fine. You may have another soundbite. Hogue? Hodge? Hooge? Hooge? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know. Pool reporter Adam Hodge. Hogue? 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 Hodge? Hodge? Hogue? Hogue? His interview with referee Tony Carrenti. His quote, courtesy of Adam Hodge. Yeah, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers wants to do that, I'm fine. Yeah, I've actually talked other... to Aaron Rodgers, though. He's like, oh, he's never talked to me. It was brief, but we talked about Brian Erlacher when Erlacher got in the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, so it was a good, it was a good, good little. Uh, quote. He knows Dan Pompey. Rodgers, yeah, he does. Oh yeah. Well, to see, that's another guy. You should know who Dan Pompey is. Yeah, you should know who Hub Arkish is. I believe he's one of the fifty voters. I know he's a Hall of Fame voter. <sighs> All right. Anyway, uh, who cares? <laughs> oh, he's he's gonna love a major soundboard. <laughs> That's a good one, though. All right, I guess we should get into predictions. Yeah, huh? let's do this. Bold predictions. Uh, Bears win. Is that bold? It is bold. Um, Fox noon. Bears of Vikings. Bears are getting three and a half. Uh, I'm going to stick. This This has become a bit, but since uh, our friends brought it up on the voicemails, uh, Cole Clement's going to get his first touchdown. Like Even Dave Montgomery yeah. wanted to get him his first touchdown. Like, Did you hear what he said yesterday? Yeah, I did, he, and, and he should feel bad about that. That's why I'm almost open. surprised there's, they've been razzing him so much because I'm sure David feels awful about it. Yeah, yeah. well, teammates are teammates. You know, that's a locker room, but... But even Nagy, did you hear what he said the other day? That was cold. Yeah. He's like, well, David's always been telling me how good of a high school quarterback he was, and uh, I guess we saw that. He did. I was like, whoa. I had to like, do a double take. I was like, wow, that was a shot. And he, and he said that seriously. Not like, well. Oh, oh he deadpanned it. Yeah, yeah it was he great. He deadpanned it. Yes, yes. He wasn't serious, but he had this serious expression. Um, oh, it was a great delivery. I loved it. 
So, yep, Cole Clement. Um, touchdown. Maybe catches it from Justin Fields. And I will also go with a Bears victory in Minneapolis. Yeah, I, I like um I like how the defense has been playing. I like how the defense has been playing. I like Fields coming back. Um you know, as bad as the Giants were, let's give the Bears a little bit of credit. They were as healthy as we'd seen them probably in a month last week. And I think for the most part, although Akeem Hicks is on he did not practice yesterday. Um Although I mean, he doesn't have to, I didn't see Akeem even. I, I didn't see Akeem much in that game. I guess. Really? I, was say. I thought he. Yeah, he was on some piles. Okay, he was. On, that's like you coming in, you know, in your playing days, just jumping on the pile at the end. Yeah, elbow that's, drops. That was definitely you. <laughs> no, defensive back. What I'm supposed to do? Yeah. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get through these other games. Hold on. What? What's your score? 23-17. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Bears 20, by six. 24-20. Okay. Yeah, 24-20. For the record, I did not lose my fantasy championship on the David Montgomery jump pass. I ended up losing by 10 points. If it had been less than six, then David Montgomery would... Oh, both Cole Komet and myself an apology. So he does not owe me that. Um, I will say, though, Kirk Cousins, he does owe me an apology because him not playing prevented Justin Jefferson from doing anything, and that's what cost me my fantasy championship. So as has been a long-running theme on this podcast, for it all to end on Kirk Cousins, you know, I'm not going to go as far as to say he's a bad guy, but um, you know what? He could be a better guy. I'll we'll say, say that. You don't like that. <laughs> I do not like that at all. Kill me. Devon. And, and I'm going up against Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Most frustrating game ever. I, it was over at halftime. I was up 30 points and it was over by halftime. It was yeah. like, oh, I have no chance. All right, let's go to bed. They're inevitable. Yeah, they are. That's a good way to put it. Um, all right, Saturday. We got these Saturday games, which I'm excited about. ESPN, ABC. Um, I believe this is the night game. Cowboys at Eagles. Yes, it is. Sorry. The Eagles are a seven-point underdog. How about the Eagles in the playoffs? Did not see that coming. No. My guy, Jalen Hurts. Uh, the Eagles almost lost Jalen Hurts. See that fence come down? That was crazy. Yeah. And yeah. not surprising in that stadium in Washington. That yeah. place is just a, a dump. I was going to say dump. Um, good for him for handling that with, with class and posing with the Eagles fans for pictures after that. After the, They um, almost you, killed him. If you have not seen it, the, the railing of the stands collapses as they're cheering on Jalen Hurts as he's leaving the field. And they nearly fell on top of him along with the fence. But he escaped that um, and then took pictures with the Eagles fans that had fallen on their faces. I'm surprised. No, I'm taking the Eagles this week. <laughs> how did nobody? I still don't understand how nobody got hurt with that. Well, I, I imagine at the time alcohol had a factor in the durability of the fans. I thought you were talking about the, the durability of the fence. <laughs> also, that too, probably you know some wear and tear. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take well, the Eagles in this, winning outright. Really. Well, the Cowboys are still playing for seeding, right? Right, but I'm here to get crazy. Yeah, okay. You're here to get crazy. Um, I'll take the Cowboys to win, Eagles to cover. How about that? Okay. Game is in Philly. Fox Noon, Packers at Lions. Um, I don't believe the Packers have said Rodgers isn't playing, right? I don't think Correct. they But I'm a little surprised the Lions are only a four-point underdog here. I mean, the line certainly suggests that that uh, the starters aren't playing, but I can also see the Lions winning if the Packers are sitting. I, I believe Matt LaFleur has indicated or suggested that they're going to play a little bit, his starters and best players. Okay. Just because they're looking at, well, they got the first round by. Um, he doesn't like the idea of the layoff here and rhythm and whatnot. So maybe a little bit of action for... Number 12. It's a bold strategy, but 
So here's my prediction. They will lose to the Lions because Aaron Rodgers is going to come out in the second quarter, and Jordan Love is going to be Jordan Love, and Jared Goff will be slightly better. Yeah, and also the Lions defense isn't horrible. Like They play some teams tough, and if Jordan Love's out there, I agree. So I'm actually going to go with you on this one. I think the Lions win outright. Okay, welcome to the club. CBS Noon Steelers at Ravens. Ravens are a five and a half point favorite. Um, I'm going Steelers. Yeah, I'll take the Steelers too, at least to cover. Ravens, man, what a been a tough. It's been a tough year. Tough they were year one of the them. best teams in the league at one point. Then injuries and and whatnot, and here you are. Remember when the Bears could have beaten them? I do. Fox. 325. I keep forgetting to uh, press these drops. You're not listening, Chris. Fox 325. 49ers at Rams. Rams a four and a half point favorite at home. Rams. Hmm. I'll take the 49ers to cover, but Rams to win. With Jimmy G? Is he back? He's supposed to be back. Yeah, Trey Lance was kind of a disappointment, huh? I mean, they still won relatively comfortable, but um, I guess he's I just, young. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it's the thing. Rookie two quarterbacks, games. two games. Rookie quarterbacks look like rookie quarterbacks, and that's the facts. That's that's 100 percent truth. NBC 720. This is your season regular season nightcap. Chargers at Raiders with um, plenty on the line. The Raiders are three point home dog. I think I like the Raiders. I do too. I, I, I literally was just, how do you pronounce the coach's last name? Uh, um, Rich Bisaccia. Rich Bisaccia. Yes. We should yeah. get to know it because I think he's going to be going, he's going to be a um, coaching candidate here around the league. If the, the Raiders don't retain him, I think he's earned that, right? Chris Mortensen literally just tweeted something about this. Um, like right now? I uh, know about 40 minutes. I don't know why it's showing up on my timeline right now, but there you go. Um, I'm going to say Raiders as well. Um, the Chargers have been uh, tough to figure out. So the Raiders are still getting the three, but I'm going to pick the Raiders to, to win outright. Yeah, I think so too. Be a fun Sunday night game. Good weekend of football on tap, and even the Bears game has some um, intrigue because Justin Fields is playing. So how about this? Just you know, just don't complain about it. Just enjoy the enjoy the ride. As long as he doesn't get hurt, then you can complain. That is it. And I'm sure voicemail line will will fill up. So uh, we will have a post game episode, and uh, we'll try to get it out to you as fast as possible because I'm sure by Monday things will change. We will react, and uh, you know, maybe we'll have a. Emergency episode Monday, not sure. If nothing else, we'll be back Tuesday morning, and, and don't worry. We're not going anywhere. It's just getting – feels like the season's just getting started, quite yeah, frankly, I, with this. I have a feeling you're going to hear from us on Monday. So The emergency podcast will be a very uh, elongated one. Well, it's called even pre-planned. Yeah, it pretty much is. Uh, we might as well schedule it. Uh, but we will we will have an episode, at least a short one, coming out of uh, – of Minnesota on Sunday as well. And uh, as cold as it is up there, I do enjoy going up there. My my uh, niece, I should give her a shout out. She turns one today. Oh, happy birthday. And um, yeah, she was born during the insurrection, which is something we can always talk about. Um, and anyway, so go, she, they live up towards Minnesota on the Wisconsin side of things. So going up to Minnesota, it's always fun for me to see family and we're going to be celebrating her birthday as well. So um, shout out to my niece and a turn in one um, shout out to everyone else. Thanks again for, for, you know, and everyone who's chimed in. We really do appreciate it. Voicemails were great this week. Um, and uh, we'll keep plugging on here with this bears team and the coaching search that's certainly coming um, and everything else. So, oh, you're going to hear a lot from us next week. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue at Adam Johns. Check us out on YouTube. The merch is up. Obviousshirts.com. Get these JD sweatshirts first and foremost. Our merchandise is also up there. If you'd like to buy it, you can see the hat on Johnson's head. You made it the whole episode with it on. Congratulations. It's cozy. Admit it. You're just afraid to show people your hat hair now. My bed head, too. <laughs> That's why you're wearing a hat in the first place. See, I took a shower. 
We'll hit the Peloton here in a little bit, get the day going. I don't know how you have time for that. Mine just sits down there cold and collecting dust. Basically. Dude, you can literally hop on it for like 10 minutes to get a good workout. Get the juices flowing. I could. You're right. I could. Doing it's a whole other story. All right. We're out of here. Talk to you. See ya. Anyway, uh, who cares?